You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Girls Talking Boys on the Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and y'all, we have the Los Angeles Rams coming up on Sunday afternoon and um, I'm not sure about you guys. I don't know too much about them. So we brought in an expert today. We have Alexis Kraft from Downtown Rams here to help us get to know them and, uh, you know, steal some trade secrets. So how you doing, Alexis? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you're, so you're doing okay after that Monday night game? Um, I, yeah, okay would be a good word. I pretty much disassociated from reality that game. I wasn't on this planet. Um, after like three or four plays, I was like, I just need to not be here anymore. Uh, it was very hard to go through pretty much after our, so our, we were on our second string center. And he got really hurt like a few plays in, like he's now out four to six weeks. And we put in like a guy we just signed and it just started to go bad. And I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I did. I I powered through. But yeah, it was a very painful Monday night football game uh, for everyone who watched. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, um, we are no stranger to patchwork O-lines. Somehow we're doing okay, Um, but we'll, we'll count our blessings over here, I guess. We'll stop, com- stop complaining a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, as it, it can be rough. It's very scary times for the Rams right now. Offensive yeah. wise. I mean, so kind of give us the like landscape of how the Rams are um, faring right now um, as far as like who you have in your starting rotation, um, who's out, what, what can we expect from you guys? So I think obviously coming off of a Super Bowl win, the expectations are super high. For, for everybody. I mean, us fans included, I know speaking for myself, like I had very high expectations for the Rams. Um, we opened the season against the bills who are very, very good team. And I thought the Rams would win that game, but I was kind of like, we might not like, I could understand like they're two very good teams. I didn't expect us to get blown out the way that we did by the bills. So that was kind of, I think, a, a wake-up call for a lot of Rams fans. I think it was a wake-up call for the Rams. Uh, we have a very different offensive line anyways this year. Uh, we lost Andrew Whitworth, who is like our staple left tackle. We lost Austin Corbett, who is uh, a guard for us. And they didn't really play that well um, to start the season. And so that was concerning. There, Matthew Stafford's been having kind of a hard time connecting with any receiver that isn't Cooper Cup. Um, or our tight end Tyler Higby. And I, that's been a problem for us because I think part of the reason that the Rams have been so successful is they're able to kind of diversify their offense a little bit. They're able to hit multiple receivers. Last year, you had Cup, you had Odo Beckham Jr., you had Van Jefferson, uh, Tyler Higby, our tight end. Now 
you've lost Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Van Jefferson, who would be our wide receiver three, is out until like the end of November. Uh, so you've got some new guys in there, including Allen Robinson, free agent that we signed. And it's been kind of interesting to see that it, they don't seem to be flowing well together. It seems to be very difficult for Matthew Stafford to connect with anybody other than Cooper Cup and Tyler Hibby. So that's been a bummer as a Rams fan to see them go from kind of this electrifying offense last year uh, that was playing really well to now it's like it's kind of awkward. You don't really know what you're going to get. Our run game can't really take off partly because the offensive line uh, with injuries that we've already gotten this season were like down a second and third string for everybody except for our right tackle. So that's a little concerning. So I'd say for anybody who is unfamiliar kind of with the Rams and maybe just saw them last year in the Super Bowl or the playoffs and was like, wow, they're super electric. They're super exciting. And then you've seen the two primetime games they've been in this year that we've just been embarrassed um, against the Bills and the 49ers. It might be kind of confusing. So I think there's a lot of a lot of different things going on there. But I think it's specifically like the offense. We've lost kind of our momentum there. We've lost a lot of key pieces and it doesn't seem like they're having the easiest time putting it together. Yeah, I mean, so going into this year, you kind of knew you didn't have those guys. Were there like, were you expecting to kind of just kind of pick up where you left off or um, how was it um, going into the season? I was kind of not sure. I think obviously like Cooper Cup is just so insane that like I was like, he's probably still going to be good this year. Um, Tyler Higby's, a, I think, a pretty underrated tight end. I think um, he's really picked up a lot of slack for the offense this year. So people are kind of just now starting to realize, you know, what an asset he is. I was curious to see the loss of Odo Beckham Jr. Because Odo Beckham Jr. came into the Rams offense towards the end, kind of the mid to end season last year. And right away just was electric and lit it up for us. It was such a huge component for us in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I mean, he ended up getting hurt in the Super Bowl. That's where he tore his ACL or yes, ACL. And, but the truth is we went to won that game without him. I mean, he got our first touchdown. He really helped propel the Rams during those offensive drives that he was in. So he's such a huge player for us. So I knew that the loss of him was going to really impact that offense, but it was really kind of the loss of Van Jefferson um, before the season started in preseason that has really, I think kind of derailed the Rams. And when that happened, I was nervous. I was nervous for what the Rams could do on offense. And then um, our run game, I think, has just been underwhelming. I don't know that anybody saw that coming. Um, I'm not quite sure what the reason is. I don't know if it's solely because of our offensive line play or for some reason Sean McVay doesn't seem to want to run the ball so nobody can get momentum in the run game. So I'd say it is surprising. I, I felt like it was going to look different this season, but I did not expect the Rams to be as flat as they have been starting the season. So that's been kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I, you mentioned Tyler Higby. He's probably the one that um, I'm the most nervous about. Um, he's kind of Dalton Schultz-esque, um, just to relate it back to the Cowboys in a way. Um, just in that he's a safety blanket. He's, um, like, good for short yardage. Um, the one that, like, is going to be, I think, the craziest matchup is going to be Trayvon Diggs and Cooper Cup. Now he, um, he was able, you know, to get moving the first quarter of your game on Monday. Um, I believe I didn't catch the very end. I 
you know, no offense, but it was a little bit over. Um, (laughs) But how do you see that matchup going just, um, you know, based on what you know about Trayvon and Cooper Cup together? Um, I would say Cooper Cup is pretty much unguardable just based on, I mean, he is, every receiver is technically, but just if you watch the tape on Cooper Cup, like he somehow kind of always finds a way to get open. But this season, I'm a little worried about it because Stafford, because of his lack of weapons elsewhere, is pretty much only looking for Cooper Cup. And I don't know that that's, again, like we've seen this season where he keeps doing that and he ends up throwing interceptions because the defensive backs have figured it out. They figure out the the ball's probably coming here. We're going to jump the route. That's what happened the pick six um, against the 49ers or the pick, I should say. Uh, so knowing Trayvon Diggs, I feel like he has a pretty good eye for that. And if he is on Cooper Cup the whole game, I think he is going to have a lot of opportunities to maybe jump a route, get an interception. And I can only hope that Matthew Stafford is aware of that. I'm sure that he is. But I think that we we could see very likely Trayvon Diggs um, get a pick on Cooper Cup just because he's probably going to expect the balls coming his way. Now, because it's Trayvon Diggs again, though, maybe Stafford is like, all right, I'm going to have to force myself to aim elsewhere because Diggs is obviously a beast and he could intercept the ball. So we'll see. But I, I would expect, you know, I haven't seen much of the Cowboys this season, but I would expect that they would put Diggs on Cup like in a shadow situation where I'd say 99% of snaps, he's probably going to be on cup. Yeah. It's probably his um, biggest uh, feats for the season so far, at least. Um, so you guys had the signing of Allen Robinson over the off season, you know, kind of a big one for you, for y'all. Um, but it hasn't so far panned out. I feel like there's still that hope that they can connect. What do you think the, um, the disconnect is between them? I don't know what's causing it, but I will say when it's, I was surprised that they got off to that slow of a start and something that I said both on Twitter and on my podcast this week is it's like week four, they need to figure it out. Like I understand that like, it kind of takes time. It takes time for somebody to gel in a new offense. You kind of have to figure each other out. You have to be able to build that communication and trust. But at the same time, it, you know, Odo Beckham Jr. came in last season and right away, him and Stafford just were really good and electric and making big plays. And I'm not quite sure why it is that Stafford and Robinson haven't been able to develop that connection. I think it probably could have to do with the offensive line. Stafford has had very little time to throw the ball. So he could just be under, he's under all that pressure. So he's like, I'm just going to throw it to Cup. I trust Cup. I know he's going to be where he needs to be. I can, he's penable and he's not thinking about anybody else. That's understandable. But at the same time, it's not going to work as we've seen this season. I mean, he, he keeps at times trying to force the ball to Cooper cup or Tyler Higby, and they're just not open. So I think that Stafford is going to need to rely on Allen Robinson a little more. So hopefully they can figure it out and develop that communication, but it, it has been disappointing to see. I know a lot of fantasy owners are really upset because they drafted Allen Robinson and he hasn't done much. Yeah. Uh, we know that pretty well as over here, um, you know, last year, just there was issues with Dak and CD connecting. So we were kind of looking forward to seeing how that connection shored up over the off season. Um, hopefully we get to see that soon. 
but not this week. Yes. So lucky for you guys, you get another Cooper Rush game. Um, yes. <laughs> so your offensive line, um, you know, is a little bit marred by injury. You mentioned, um, mm-hmm. when do you see those guys coming back? I mean, that may not be an issue for this week, just kind of looking forward for you guys. Um, is that going to be I, an issue? Well, I know for, I know our, our, starting and second string center won't be back for a while I don't quite know so Brian Allen is typically our starting center and he is out so we had Coleman Shelton in Monday and he ended up getting a high ankle sprain is out four to six weeks so I don't I honestly really don't know um uh, Joseph Noteboom I should say our left tackle isn't a backup but it's his first year playing there so I guess he's, he's in our right tackles in. So our, it's really the interior. I just don't know what they're going to do. And it's kind of like interesting because we have a couple guys that we signed to our practice squad. And I think the Rams are kind of rotating them around, <laughs> just trying to figure out like, where can these guys go? Well, who should play where who's consistent where? So I really don't know. I would say it's going to probably be at least until the end of this month that we start to see like, maybe potentially a fully healthy line and I'm being optimistic on that um, because you just like never know when people are going to come back and I feel like the Rams typically wait a little bit but if it gets bad enough unfortunately they probably won't they'll probably just put guys back but we'll see it is it is a very big point of anxiety for me personally watching the Rams and I know that like the Cowboys have also had some offensive line injuries so you know that like watching the game can just be like you're so scared for your quarterback every play because you're just you know I'm watching Matthew Stafford and it's like he's got a second and a half and he's under pressure and it's just insane and hard to get things done I'm not gonna lie the uh, thought of Aaron Donald going up against um Connor McGovern is not like the most uh, relaxing idea in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, it, he's tough going up against anybody for like Aaron Donald. It's probably anxiety inducing. Um, but yeah, especially when you have an offensive line that is not fully healthy, he can do well. So that's probably the time where you got to throw in a double team. I've seen him get triple teams. Um yeah, I mean, it's the offensive line, I think, is the most important position in football. I've always felt that way. And it's, it's you especially feel it like when you start when you see everybody go down and then your quarterback can't throw the ball and then you can't score. And you're just like, man, what I'd give to have a healthy offensive line right now. I, I completely feel you on that. Um, you know, just kind of looking at the matchups for that, though, you know, Aaron Donald is obviously a very scary man. Um, do you feel like he is just playing at the same level as always? Like he is a consummate professional. So, I mean, there's really not much to knock him off of on that end. But um, as far as like the past few games, you feel like he's been a little bit having to cover for others and um, kind of been a non-factor in any way, or how's he looking? Um, I th- think losing Levon Miller has not given him as much opportunity because I think last year what you saw with the Rams is you had so many different guys that you had to uh go up against but yeah I think I think the loss of Von Miller has kind of hurt Aaron not I don't want to say hurt Aaron Donald because he's Aaron Donald but like 
last season with the Rams, I think opposing teams had kind of this issue of like, we've got to block Vaughn. We've got to block Aaron Donald. We've got Leonard Floyd. We've got Aishon Robinson. And so instead of being able to just double team Aaron Donald, which is typically historically how teams have done it, they've just like, he's not really been able to get as which is crazy because he still made it work, but he hasn't had as many opportunities as I think he did last year because they were more willing to kind of not block other guys. so They could block Aaron Donald. Now this year, I think we lack that same pressure on the edge. So you've got Leonard Floyd on one side, on the other side, you don't really have anybody. So I think it's allowed teams to kind of put more pressure on Aaron Donald and kind of be able to do the double teams and things like that, that make it harder for him to get to the quarterback. So, yeah, I don't think he's been, I don't think he's been off to the best start he's had. He's, he's gotten a few sacks. I think he's at three on the season. Um, so, I mean, you know, he's Aaron Donald. I think that he'll, he'll find a way to make it happen, but I do think that like losing that kind of dominant edge presence, at least from both sides uh, has kind of hurt him and his game a little. Yeah, and I, I would be remiss if I uh, didn't mention another dominant force on your defense, Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, also a very scary man. Um, how's, how do you feel his performance has been, you know, considering those factors that, you know, Aaron Donald's dealing with as well? Well, Jalen Ramsey's been interesting because he's actually kind of struggled Um in the playoffs last year, the Super Bowl and the start of the season. I, you know, not quite sure why. He's still, he's still very good. I mean, he's Jalen Ramsey, very good, still has those moments. He has kind of jumped the gun a little bit. And Rams fans have noticed this where he might go for the pick. He goes for the big tackle and he misses not making tackles. There's been a few lapses in coverage. So it has been kind of interesting because it's it's tough because he's Jalen Ramsey and he still makes really, really good plays all the time and he's good, but he has had some moments that have not been super impressive. And a lot of us are kind of like, what's going on with Jalen Ramsey. And this started before the super bowl last year. Um, I don't know what, what it is. I still like, I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, he's still one of the best corners in the game. So it, it is tough obviously when, um, teams go up against him. I know for receiving cores, I would like to see him, start shadowing uh the way that they've kind of been playing their defense and they've been putting Jalen in this position called the star which is kind of like it's kind of an an odd ordeal and it prevents him from shadowing like one of the best receivers so when he goes up against like and this is just an example like if there was a Devontae Adams I would want Jalen Ramsey to be on Devontae Adams the entire game the Rams have not been doing that for some reason where it's like he kind of moves around more so I would like to see him start shadowing receivers. I don't think that that's going to happen because that's just not the way the Rams want to run the defense. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does um, this week against the Cowboys. And, you know, I feel like he's gaining some positive momentum, so he could either continue on that or he could just have a bad game. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's one of those just I'm always nervous about defenses, like especially – like that of the Rams um, coming against, you know, the Cooper rush offense. We have an affinity for, we can get down the field a little bit. We might be able to turn the ball over. We we're just, the red zone is not our friend shadowing our receivers is probably a very good idea for you to do um, just to put that kind of pressure on, you know, his accuracy and um, his connection with the receivers. 
would be really interesting to see how they do gameplay around a quarterback like Cooper Rush, um, who, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I yeah. like Cooper Rush, but I do think that the Rams defense probably is going to give him a hard time. I would hope. Um, I keep saying things this season, but like the Rams have not played well in pretty much yeah. all their games so far. Even the wins that they've had have been kind of excruciating to watch just because it seems like everything is falling apart. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I think eventually the Rams are going to have to figure it out if they want to be successful. Um, I'm a little conflicted though, because I do have CD lamb in a lot of my leagues. Um, <laughs> so I've been debating. On I, last week. This week. <laughs> I like um, that. I don't know if I can play him this week. It might be a conflict of interest because if he does really well, that means my team is doing bad. Or if my team yeah. does good, then that means that he's not going to do well. So I don't need the anxiety. I might just have to like sit him out. We'll That's see. The problem with like being a like diehard fan and also playing fantasy football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way that I cannot fun. get myself to draft an Eagles player uh, when really this year, that'd be a good idea. Uh, I get it. That's <laughs> how I was with the 49ers. Uh, I cannot draft. 49ers players although in one league I did take their defense because they do have a really good defense I have to give them that and I was I was getting down on the wire I was like just do it Alexis get over it draft their defense you don't have to play them the week that they play the Rams um but yeah that's how I am with 49ers so I get it yeah um so there's another point where I feel like we they we may be able to find an advantage again I'm very scared of this defense. I'm not discounting them in any way, shape or form. And I don't think anyone else is either. Um, but the secondary seems to have a couple injuries going on over there. Um, what's, what's kind of happening with that unit? Well, yeah, other than Jalen Ramsey, it's pretty much all, uh, you know, new guys. I mean, Taylor Rapp is in there. So I guess Taylor Rapp and Jalen Ramsey, our other corner position was Troy Hill. He's out. He's an IR. Then we had rookie Kobe Durantin. He got out. Uh, so now we've got rookie Darion Kendrick in there, um, as well as, you know, our safeties. Uh, one of our starting safeties, Jordan Fuller, hurt. So you've got, like, Nick Scott in there with Taylor Rapp. So, yeah, very um, kind of young and inexperienced secondary, aside from Jalen Ramsey. And then I guess Taylor Rapp has got a few under, few years under his belt now, so he's pretty good. But he's been struggling at points too, um, especially in regards to tackling. So yeah, our secondary, I would say if if I'm the Cowboys, definitely look to exploit that. Definitely, you know, obviously with the exception of Jalen Ramsey, you might want to challenge the young guys. You might want to challenge like a Darion Kendrick, the rookie corner. Um, You might want to challenge some of the safeties. So yeah, it's definitely, I'm sure the Cowboys definitely have their eye on that. And it's probably something they're going to use to their advantage because it is very inexperienced and, and, uh, new. So. Yeah. And you know, this game, when we looked at it in the off season, just kind of going into the season, I automatically chalked it up as an L. Um, I would say it's gotten slightly more interesting. However, you know, you could probably see the Vegas odds still have it as, as a, uh, five, five and a half point underdog, I believe. I would say with Dak, I would be very nervous um, for this game with the way that the Rams are playing. Um, 
I like Cooper Rush and he hasn't lost, right? No. He, he hasn't lost. So you never know. And like I said, the Rams have been really frustrating uh, to watch this season because just so many things have gone wrong and they just haven't been able to capitalize. They just don't look like themselves. So, you know, I, I would hope maybe this is a week where they can maybe get some positive momentum because like I said, even with the wins they've had, they haven't, it doesn't seem like they were able to do that. Like they just barely won and it was still really painful. Um, I like your guys's roster. I do like your guys's defense a lot. And so I am worried because our offense is struggling. So I don't know that this is going to be the week for the, for the Rams to make their comeback. Um, I, I hope it is, but it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like, again, the Rams, it's so hard like, to kind of gauge what they're going to do. Um, so I really have no idea. I think we can both probably agree it's best um, for anyone that is allowed to bet out there to take the under. Um, I think that would be a smart idea. Mm-hmm. You have two dominant defenses going up against some offenses that have a lot of kinks to work out. So um, yeah. it'll, it'll be an interesting one, more, more so than I thought at the beginning of the year. <laughs> hey, and it's, you know, I think the, the Cowboys and the Rams, I think, have like a lot of connection. I mean, our owners are really good friends. Um, you know, they always do joint practices and the, in training camp for preseason that usually play each other in preseason. So I think they're super familiar with each other too. So that's an advantage and disadvantage, you know, for each team, but, um, I'm excited. Um, I mean, I'm always excited for the Rams, but you know, I think it'll be, hopefully I'm, I'm just hoping one of these games won't raise my blood pressure because every game this season for the Rams, I've just been super on edge. And like, like you mentioned, I know the Cowboys also have the same kind of offensive line problem going on right now. So it is kind of like, it can make it very tough to watch. Um, And, you know, I, I know that if Matthew Stafford went down, that would not be good for the Rams at all. Yeah. And I mean, you've, you've been a fan of the Rams for, how long would you say your whole life? My whole 26 years. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive resume over there. So you've been with them through the very good times and the very bad times. So and mostly seen it all. bad. Yeah, mostly, mostly bad. bad. It wasn't until like the past couple of years. Well, I was alive during the greatest show on turf and like that Super Bowl era, but I don't remember it. I was, I was at those games. My parents had season tickets. I was there, but I can't pretend to remember it. So my formative years of like actually being able to remember and like understand what football was for like two and 14 seasons. So mm-hmm. it built a lot of characters. So like, I think now I, whenever the Rams go through these patches, I'm like, I've seen so much worse than this. And we just want a Super Bowl. So like, calm down, Alexis, it's going to be fine. You'll get through it. Um, but it's still, I still do panic. I can't help it. I mean, we're the same in that way. Um, we obviously it's been what 26 years since we've uh, been to the NFC championship game and beyond. So uh, I think so. Cause I was born in 96 and I think that that was, that was I mean, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. We won the Super Bowl that year. And that's the only one that I can remember. Um, but I was a little baby. So my formative years have also been um, through a lot of loss. So I, I can feel you on that. At least you got to uh catch a ring last year so that's true I've I've got that but hmm? did you go to the parade I did not go to the parade I was at the NFC championship game though um wasn't at the Super Bowl wasn't able to swing it um 
but I was at the NFC championship game, was able to go to that. And that was crazy. That was against the 49ers, um, which had a very different outcome than what we had against the 49ers this past Monday night. Um, but yeah, I, I am, uh, I, I do have the Super Bowl win. So I, I try to give myself perspective whenever I I'm starting to panic. But we'll see. I mean, the Rams have a lot to do. So, like, I don't think that, like, winning the Super Bowl, I'm always like, well, like, yeah, we won, but it kind of doesn't matter this season. Like, it does, but it right. doesn't. Like, it doesn't, it's not going to help us win any games. Like, we have to kind of, like, be in the moment, win these games, and try to get back to a Super Bowl. So, we'll see. The Rams have a lot to do. Do you think that this roster has it in them to make it there? Um. So, I do. If they play, the problem is, is that they're just playing. So not like themselves and and we're all kind of trying to figure out what it is. Now, I do think the offensive line has a lot to do with it. I really do. Now with this offensive line, do I think the Rams can make the Super Bowl? I don't know. Um, I think we'd have to see Stafford and Cup and company like defy all odds. Um, it's just been, it's just really hard to imagine them being able to go up against like a, a really good, I mean, we saw it the 49ers, they've got one of the best defensive fronts in the league and they just ate our offensive line alive. So yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know that we, they would be able to take it um, with our regular offensive line. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I'm just hoping that the Rams can start to just, I don't know if it, I don't like the term Super Bowl hangover. I've never really bought into that. And I don't think that that's what the Rams have, but like a theoretical Super Bowl hangover, like I'm ready for them to get over it, just start winning games and get back to your old self. Yeah. And like, I have to ask though, quickly though, as a fan who's been a fan for her whole life, mm-hmm. how do you feel about like LA fans now? Um, do you feel like so- you have ownership over them because you've been there longer or? Well, like it's weird because it's kind of a complicated thing because the the Rams were in LA before St. Louis and then they went right. back to LA. So I think it just depends. Like when I was in St. Louis, I didn't know any LA fans because I li- I lived in St. Louis. Um, but I think there was a group of LA fans that stayed fans when they were in St. Louis. And then obviously they were so happy when they returned to LA. There is a group of fans that like disowned the Rams when they went to St. Louis and then they went back to LA. Now they're fans again. And then there are people who, uh, who now like are fans now that they're in LA, like they weren't fans and they moved there and they became fans. I always just feel like, you know, as a lifelong fan, all fans are welcome, but you know, you like, if somebody had kind of a wishy-washy fandom, then I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm like, I'm a little jealous of you that like, you just like decided to become a fan and then got a Super Bowl a few years later. I have stuck with this team through two and 14 seasons. Oh, they relocated out of my city. I've gone through it all with them, but like, I don't know. It is, it is an interesting thing because like, um, I was talking to you before we were on air about people from St. Louis becoming Chiefs fans. Uh, like you said, you knew somebody from St. Louis and then he disowned the Rams and I was like, oh, so he's a Chiefs fan. And you were like, yeah. And I'm like, that's what everybody did. Um, except for. I live in Kansas city. So I will give him oh, okay. a ever so slight pass. So but... he had kind of like an easy way out. Like he was like, yeah. he had a reason. Yeah. So right. I, yeah. So I do, I would say I, I'm part of the minority of like people that like stayed fans. So 
when it comes to like St. Louis Rams fans, I do feel that we are maybe like kind of an elite club just because like we are like a small or group and we have to go back. Uh, I don't live in St. Louis anymore, but whenever I go back, everybody's like, oh, you're Rams and they are like salty about it. And I like that feeling for me. Um, we'll see. It is interesting because the Rams play the Chiefs later this year, and I'm very nervous for that Ooh. game. One, yeah. because of the Chiefs are very good and the Rams are are struggling and banged up. And so I'm nervous about that. But also the bragging rights. Like it's like me versus everybody I know. Um, exactly from my hometown. So like I don't want the Rams to do what they've been doing um this season <laughs> so far. So we'll see that that definitely is a date that I I have like marked in my mental calendar and I'm just hoping we can figure it out before then. I uh I have faith in you guys um and I am very scared of you. So, you know, Sunday will be interesting and nothing unites a uh fan base that spans across the country like a Super Bowl ring. So, I'm not too worried about you guys over there. Um Alexis, tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and listen to you and all that good stuff. Um, you can listen to me on the downtown Rams podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. We also put the video on YouTube. Um, if you like to watch the videos, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Alexis craft. Uh, and then also downtown Rams is on Twitter at downtown Rams. We record twice a week. We do like a game preview episode and a game recap, uh, episode. So we're going to be recording our game preview for the Cowboys here within the next few days. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm always on Twitter and I try to respond to people with all their football talk, uh, questions and things like that. So you can definitely hit me up on there. Well, if y'all enjoy following, uh, Kelsey and I, Alexis is, um, very similar in-game tweeter. So it's a, it's a joy to watch. <laughs> we will um, be going back and forth. Oh, of course. The, the game. Absolutely they'll see, we'll both be reacting to all the plays probably at the same time. So if you guys yeah. want to see cap. two sides of one game, that yeah. would be very fun. That would be a smart decision. Go follow her, everybody. Um, and you can find all the fun content from blogging the boys at bloggingtheboys.com. And you can listen to us every single day, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I always end a podcast um, with a few words for the fan base. And that is uh, Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real. <laughs>